Hey everybody, the Con Artists here. We're here to talk about our rolling review choice for Fall 2019, which is After School Dice Club. So uh, Scott, lead us in with what this show is about. Um, and before we actually get into that, uh, let's review everyone who's here. So there's me, Sue. Scott. Yep. Dan. Hello. Hi, Brendan. Hello. All four of us here. All right, so Scott, lead us in. Yeah, so After School Dice Club is a, it's a fairly simple show. The idea is there's eventually a group of uh, four girls and some, some friends and so on around there who like to get together and play board games. Uh, board games aren't super big in Japan, so this show is sort of like a way to get people interested in the idea. And they play a bunch of actual real board games, usually one per episode, maybe two if it's like a short card game or something. And so there'll generally be some drama and like character stuff. And there'll also be like how to actually play this game and then some examples of how to play it, uh, which is pretty cool. So what do you guys think? Really quick, Scott, is that real? You guys have to educate me. They really like board games aren't a thing in Japan. I guess if you're always on a train, mobile games Mm -hmm. and then home console games or PC games are probably the only games they play. Yeah. Yeah. Those are much, much, much larger of a market, I believe, than board games in Japan. I, as uh, someone who is currently residing in Europe, I can say that board games are super popular around here. Uh, I've actually been to Berlin, and in Germany, board game stores are quite common. You'll see them all over the place, and they're enormous, way bigger than most of the ones you see in the U.S. So they got that part uh, certainly right, although you know their praise of uh, Germany for its board game thing is a little bit, you know, fanish. But you know. It's where the uh, it's where the heart of it is, so I can see why they were so excited. Hmm. Yeah, like thinking about it, you know, there's a lot of anime out there, and very few times have I seen anyone playing a game that isn't shoji. Yeah, shogi. I think show it's always shogi. That's true. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Go. So. Yeah. Ma- very rarely, I don't think I've seen an anime outside of you know Hikaru no Go that actually has people playing Go. That's true. Or like you know what, Othello also weirdly popular because I've seen it in a bunch of anime, and that's kind of it. Hmm. Interesting. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So let's let's be real here. So this show is very clearly ad advutainment. I believe is what we all decided it was. I like that. Uh, name. So it it shows a real board game every episode and. Uh, it's beautifully animated, like in terms of the game itself, like they don't skimp on showing you the board or showing you the pieces. Every episode teaches you how to play very genuinely. Like they look just like the pieces too. Like they do a yeah. really good job of that. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder if they actually like got the assets from the manufacturers. I'd be willing to bet they did because otherwise I'd find it very hard to believe they'd be able to use all of those games and likenesses and uh, such. Yeah, they had to have some sort of... Like There's got to be a licensing something going on, yeah. Yeah. Japan does have a very loose history with copyright law, though, when it comes to anime and homage. So I don't know, but uh, I think you guys are probably right. It most likely was some sort of formal agreement, and rightfully so, because they're, like you said, they're beautifully rendered. Like the first game we get to see early on is uh, called Marrakesh, and it's all about being the best rug salesman in all of Marrakesh. <laughs> and it is just, it's beautifully animated, beautifully shown. Um, every now and then with the other games, one of the things I really liked is that they'll show the girls sort of diving into their roles. And, uh, that was always a little bit of fun, you know, it was never like really over the top or crazy, but it was just a nice little like storybook vignette in the middle of the rest of the episode to kind of break up the rules explanation. 
Yeah, they do a good job of not making it like a dry, boring rules explanation. And oftentimes they'll be like, they'll show you new rules as they would come up in play rather than all at the beginning. Right. Yeah, and I think that that makes sense, right? Because you'd be, the strategic moves of a game wouldn't really come out until you play and understand the mechanics. So that was that was neat. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised at how everyone kind of grew on me, like... Lead character, lead character Miki in the beginning is like, I don't have many friends. I walk around with headphones on all day. I don't really understand fun. I'm sad panda. (laughs) And then like almost dies by being hit by a girl on a bike. And girl on bike (laughs) is like, I am ultimate super friend girl. Friend me now. And you're like, oh, this is going to get tiresome soon. And then they, you know, stalk school president or club president girl, school president girl. Uh, she's like, I think she's club class rep, like class rep in, in school. Class rep. Thank yeah, you. Former member of the student council or something. Yeah. yeah. The glory years. The Camelot <laughs> years is what I called them. Of, of first year <laughs> high school. Yes. So they stalk her all the way to uh, not America the bar, as Dan said, to board game store where she works. And the most beautiful man ever manages the store. And yeah, they just, they learn all about board games. They suddenly form a board game club. Uh, Later in the show, the girl from Germany comes in, Emmy. Uh, So you've got Miki, the lead character, who's Sad Panda. Aya, girl on bike, uh, super friendly. Midori, who is class rep. And Emmy, who is super foreign. So. Dun, dun, dun. And as well as a a smattering of, uh, of other like side characters like biker girl sort of oh yeah like biker delin- girl, delinquent was, girl was great delinquent girl yeah mad yeah. dog kyoko mad dog kyoko she's great she is great so i don't like chibiusa chibiusa was rough i'm kind of uh, glad we got the very actual vice president yes the actual vp oh yeah she's a, she's annoying oh chibiusa yeah so her ren shibusawa i believe is her name anyway so yeah, every episode is really just the girls playing some board game and sometimes like healing Miki's heart, which was surprisingly heartfelt. Like, I didn't expect the show to kind of put this much effort into these things. Like, Miki coming out of her shell was really refreshing and exciting. You're like, go, Miki, make the friends. Learn to insult Kyoko, except not really. <laughs> go forth and. You know, have have friendship. And then in the last episode, when she's really scared of all her friends splitting apart, I, I did feel for her. And I was like, show, you've done a pretty good job. Yeah, they did a reasonable job with the drama, even though like they didn't have to, but they did anyway, and it was nice. Yeah, there was care put into it, and I really appreciated yeah. that. She had a, you know, she had a full character arc. The other characters did grow and change, you know, maybe not super dramatically, but always in ways that made them more interesting or... Uh, better characters you know Midori sort of you know she she became less haughty she started to sort of look past her own pride and actually go from just being you know a rules lawyer and theory crafter into actually being a creator understanding just how difficult that is and I really appreciated that watching watching her her board game like get designed and go through iterations was really cool like Mm. That was another very solid part of the show. Like, so Midori uh, wants to make a board game, and so she tries to make it. And like on multiple occasions, you just see it at different stages of development as she continues to refine it. And you're like, yeah, I could, 
I could definitely see that being how this would go. Like, by the end, it looked like a game I'd really want to play. Like, I'd want to try. Right. And, you know, not just mechanically, but also trying to find, like, what is the core concept of this? What am I trying to... Who am I trying to make this for and what do I want them to do? It isn't just about, you know, creating the most polished rule set. It's about creating something that people actively want to engage with, either through imagination or just by playing the game, whatever it might be. And the message from the show is very much, you know, you got to put in the work, you got to work hard, but anyone who wants to has a shot at creating something that other people are going to love. And I really, you know, it's... And you have to get other people to help you out on it. Like, people need to play your game. You cannot make a game in a vacuum. Testing is crucial. That that was a very nice point. Yeah, it really felt like the... Whoever wrote this show, I think, got saddled with with the advutainment. They were like, hey, sell these board games. And was just like, no, no, no. I'm going to weave an interesting story with comedy and drama. And I'm actually going to go and study what it would take to make a board game you know, on on that surface level. So yeah, she goes through playtesting. She becomes a better person. Um, there's even some some tiny moments like uh, that one episode where they teach Emmy that Japanese game with the Oni, like Dora Dora Fall oh, Down the, or yeah. something. Sort of, it's Basically sort of like Red Rover. Yeah, Red Rover or Red, yeah, it's red Light. Red, light. Red, red Rover or Red Light Green Light. Yeah. And um, Emmy goes, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you'd have to watch the episode. I'm not going to go into it. But the the Oni basically, like, there's there's no incentive, right? You just tag the, the person who's the Oni who's calling out Red Light Green Light effectively. And then you swap, like the kids swap being Oni and people. And Emmy's like, yeah, this is kind of ridiculous. Let's Let's add some points. So you get points for doing X, Y, and Z, more points for doing this. If you move faster to the Oni, you get points. And then all of a sudden, all the girls are going, well, wait, I want to move fast to the Oni, but if I get caught, I get captured. Should I move fast? But I want more points. And it was this amazing, like, sudden addition of multiple mechanics by doing something so simple, right? And obviously that's... Not always how it works, but it was a really cool example. Like for me personally, who I don't, I'm not in games. I don't design games. That is something I wouldn't have thought of, right? When I just play games, I don't break it down into, well, you know, obviously this gives me points for this and this and that. And that's a very clever strategic mechanic because now I'm going to do this and this and this. So it was really neat to see it on that micro scale and be like, oh yeah, that does suddenly make you have to strategize in freaking red light, green light, right? <laughs> yeah, how to make a children's game into sort of like an actual game that you could you could win and what it would take to do that and make it more interesting. It was, it was actually a really neat sequence, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, really beyond that, though, I'd say if there's one flaw that the show has, it's that, you know, it's it's certainly better than it needed to be. It's, a, it's an absolutely fine show. But I almost feel like it could have done its job better with half-length episodes because there's certain times where you feel like things are being a little bit padded out until we reach the point where we're actually playing one of the games and while those stories aren't bad by any stretch of the imagination I do feel like with a shorter running time they may have had some more incentive to sort of get to the you know get to the meat of the show to really focus down on what was important to the characters at that moment that led them to whatever game they're currently playing. Um, but that may just be a personal thing. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I feel like it's, it feels like half and half. Like there was a couple times where I'm like, yeah, this felt like the right length. Another time is when they like there's very clearly just two short episodes that are in one episode's you know time frame. That sure you could have made it into shorter episodes, I guess. But yeah, seems like some of one, some of the other for me. Mm. I liked the runtime. I was okay with it, like the full length episodes. I think for me, the thing I really wanted most was Emmy to be introduced earlier. Mm, that's true. She's in the theme song a lot. Right. She gets introduced in episode eight out of 12, despite being hinted at in episode four. Right. Uh, and I was like, it, oh, no, by the time we get her, it just feels like a lot of what she's doing is very crammed. And, you know, mm. she talks about her own board game making ambitions. and We never get to see that, like even heads or tails of what she's making, what it's about, blah, 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 because it's it's all very heavily focused on Midori and they do a great job with that. But she feels, you know, like everything about her just got compressed uh, in a way that I don't I don't think it had to. I think we kind of needed to bring her into the fold quicker. Yeah, it's rough because it's it's apparently adapted from a very long running manga. Really? Uh, yeah, my understanding is it's actually quite a long manga and they, you know, they decided to make a show out of it. Really? Huh. I would have never guessed. Oh, I thought this was. I'd have to go look, but I thought so. You think they could have at least given us that thirteenth episode, though? Like, mm. I agree, like, Alex. Like my husband watched it and was like, "Is that it?" And I was like, "Yeah, it says the end." He's like, "This sucks." What's Emmy's board game about? Is Midori going <laughs> to America? I want more of this show. These girls are so pleasant. When you write your review, say this episode sucks. And I was like, "Okay, babe." <laughs> and done. I mean, so I guess double check my 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 statement here, but I think there's a manga. Which has gone on for longer than the show's, you know, what happens in the show. Neat. Scott, you really need to mention this earlier before I just, like, made a fool of myself going, I think someone dropped in on the producer and was like, hey, dog, you need to sell these board games. And he was like, I mean, that may have also uh -oh. happened. I mean, Time to write I mean, Maybe that's how the manga started, for all I know, and then they took the manga and ran with it. I will say, though, um, going back to what Sue said, I think if there is one word that can most easily sum up this uh, series outside of, you know, the focus on board games, it's pleasant. It's a very pleasant mm, yeah. show. It's relaxing. It's easygoing. You know, it has its emotional beats and it does get to you now and then, but it's never going to overwhelm you with like trying to be, you know, it's not trying so hard to be funny it's not trying to be super cutesy or really sad or really deep or anything like that it's just it's a pleasant easygoing show that is really just fun to hop in and see oh what are they going to get up to this time yeah and they do a really good job of like using the games as a vehicle or a metaphor for whatever social situation is actually going on oh yeah that's true that's a fantastic they do a little point, hammy Brendan. at times but like other times they're 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 they seem right listen scott i think sometimes you need to use blockus to work out your emotional like <laughs> blockades okay like when you're stuck in life and in conflict with another blockus is the way to go blockus is the way i don't know frankly blockus makes me more angry with the people i'm playing with <laughs> yeah well maybe you you're have, maybe you're too good friends properly. with someone <laughs> My goodness. Brendan, do you have more to expand on that? Because that is a, a good point. They use it kind of nicely and pick pick games that, that do fit someone's mood or situation or what's going on socially with the girls. Right. There was the whole like ink and gold thing where, you know, oh, yeah. Mickey learning to take risks or something. Mm -hmm. 
uh, obviously the blockus thing. That was probably the most <laughs> on the nose, the most overt. They almost didn't even explain blockus. They were just like, "Here's the only thing you need to know about blockus to get through this, like the social thing we're trying to fix." I felt a little bad for Blockus itself. Like, eh, I didn't really get much playtime. I mean, to be fair, Blockus is an extremely simple game rule. That's true. All right. So even if you don't remember the name, if no one has anything, you know, to add uh, in terms of bad or good with this show. Let Io win occasionally. Dang it. I know. Io won occasionally. I did. That's the last <laughs> thing I will say. Every time I thought it was going to fall into this tropey trap or this repetition trap, it didn't like it, it really surprised me like i thought midori was just gonna be mean to aya the whole show nope she suddenly changes and becomes a really likable person learns to appreciate her friends i thought aya was gonna be team team loser like i always lose the games and i yell about it like no she wins multiple she does times win a couple in fact it's good Thank comes goodness. into her own a little bit like miki comes out of her shell and Emmy's just Emmy. Like I said, she gets introduced later on. She's very <laughs> confident in who she is. So good to go. They didn't change the op. <laughs> oh, did Which they? Is something I always appreciate happening. Nice. That's right. That's right. They added characters in. And it's the end, I think, Brendan, you'll have to correct me, changed too. Yeah, it's just the tale. Well, I don't remember the ending credits changing. Really? I thought subtly hmm. they were adding more people to the line of little people that were walking in the end because they were adding huh. characters like the boys get added, Emmy gets added. I'm going to have to oh, double check okay. that. All I remember it's is cute. that the tail end of the op, there was like, the, uh, they had the Marrakech die and it would always like land on three. And then as soon as like episode eight rolled around, it was, uh, it would land on the four and there was a shot of all four of them together instead of just the three of them. That was okay, cute. I didn't notice that. That's super cool. Great job, Dice Club. Once again, more effort than it needed to be, but absolutely. Um, so, is that it? Is that all we have to say? I, I think so. I mean, is it recommended? I would say yeah. Yeah, yeah if you it's recommended. Four games me. explained watch, to you by anime girls. Show. Like this is the show. Not exactly going to grab you by the lapels and shake you, but it's certainly going to. Uh, it's certainly going to make you feel welcome. It was a fine yeah. show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very cute. It did a good job. All right, so even if you don't remember the name, describe it, and maybe one of us will remember it. Which which board game do you want to try the most from oh, the man, show? Oh, man, that island one. The island one with the sharks and stuff. Probably called The Island. <laughs> yeah, I think it was The Island. That's the one I want to try. That one looks cool. I don't want the, the kingdom one, the elf kingdom or whatever it was called, where you're traveling around. Oh, the trying... one where you have to travel around? Yeah, yeah, you're trying to deliver messages using different like modes of transportation, but they can only work on certain places. It's kind of like a fantasied up version of Ticket to Ride. Nice. Uh, for me, I'll cheat. So I also wanted to do the Fantasy Kingdom one where you travel around and send messages. But the one I want to play most in a group is freaking Ladies and Gentlemen. Oh, my god. that episode oh, is my all-time like favorite. Like, the boys get so dramatic and into it. And Emmy, like, <laughs> hitting on Miki the whole game. Miki's like, we aren't supposed to be playing this seriously. And Emmy's like, oh, darling buy me this object and I'll give you some service later. <laughs> She's like, what is happening? I I was like, she, yes, wasn't she playing with Midori? Episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, with Midori. I'm sorry. Yeah, she, Midori. she and Midori were partners because they didn't oh. have another boy. And so Midori was the man. And she's like, all right, Emmy, let's just play together. And Emmy's like, oh, darling, are you coming home late tonight? <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> Everything about really this it. is beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that was... Everything about this is so perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved it so much. So that's the one I most want to play in a group and just have people live it up. What about you, Brendan? That would be fun. I don't know how much I really want to play this, but I do kind of want to own that box of Roach Poker. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun little game. That was a beautiful game. Like, it was way prettier than it should have been. Like, even the real game, I mean. It's just the the cards are really pretty. Like, there's a stylized look to it, which I think is yeah. really neat. Yeah, relatively simple mechanics. Looks pretty pretty neat. I think that's all, all right, we have good. to say. Watch this show. It's relaxing and fun and... Yes, and I'm so glad we didn't pick Babylon. Tune into the winter 2020. That was the other option, just for everyone oh, listening. I am so sorry. We were so close. Tune into the fall 2019 end of core, where I will talk all about Babylon. <laughs> it will be an adventure. I cannot wait to hear about it. All right. Brace yes. yourselves, folks. We'll catch you then. Yep. All right, guys. Tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye.